So glad to have you pop in for a visit to the Isle of Misfits podcast, where embracing the truth in all its glorious, weird forms is our main tourist attraction. I'm your host and chief misfit, Nancy Carmichael, and today we're going to hop on over from our island all the way over to the Mediterranean with Steve Arterburn. Yes, you heard me right. And it might or might not get a little weird, but it's all good stuff. So stick around and find out for yourself. Thanks for joining us on the Isle of Misfits. Now, one little myth I would like to debunk right away is this whole idea that just because we're an isle, that doesn't mean we have no contact with the outside world. Oh, no. We have visitors galore from all sorts of exotic locales, and today, my friend, is no exception. Our special guest on this fine podcast is someone who has written a book that takes us all the way to the Mediterranean. And I know what you're thinking, but it's not another diet plan. No, no. (laughs) I guarantee this book has never been attempted by anyone before, but he does encourage you to try it at home. Uh, This author has written, oh, a few other books. I believe the last I heard, there's about 10 million of his books out there in print, including New York Times bestsellers like Every Man's Battle, and Take Your Life Back. He is the founder of New Life Treatment Centers, and he is the host of New Life Live, which is a call-in counseling talk show heard by over 2 million people each week on Sirius XM Channel 131. And, oh, I could go on and on. He's been on Oprah. He's been uh, in magazines like GQ. I mean, he's, he's been all over the place, and he's with us here today. He uh, lives in Indianapolis with his wife, Misty, who I understand co-wrote this book that we're here to talk about today, and the name of that book is The Mediterranean Love Plan, Seven Secrets to Lifelong Passion in Marriage. So welcome to the aisle, Dr. Stephen Arterburn. Great to be with you, Nancy. Glad to be here. Glad to talk about something that is important to me, and uh, hope it'll be important to a lot of other people. Oh, this certainly is. This is a hugely important topic, especially, you know, I think we say that a lot, you know, especially in this day and age, especially now, um, and and we kind of hype that up. But, you know, it really is true. There's never been a more important time to talk about marriage, and we're here for such a time as this. So it is such a treat to get to talk to you today and glean all of your wisdom from your many years of really having so much to say on this topic. You've helped so many marriages over the years. So here's my first question for you. When did, when did you know that this was what you wanted to do? Well, uh, it was an evolving um, project. My wife and I um, had been to the Mediterranean, and uh, we, you know, we, all the things that we talk about in the book are things that we love. Now, we didn't just up and decide to go. Uh, my organization, New Life, we took some folks uh, over there with us uh, one time when we went, and it kind of began the process. And we we just we like to study people, we like to notice things, and we we just made some observations. Things kind of started to come together for us as we looked back on the the trip, and we said, you know, there are some things that we do that we've experienced, there are some things in these different cultures that seem to be there, and uh, if possible, we ought to try to put something together and communicate this uh, to other folks, if it could be helpful. Well, we started to do some research, and some of the things that we suspected were true, and then we we discovered some real surprises. I'll, I'll just start off by telling you about one, even though 
this isn't what you ask about. But that's but, okay. This is your but, show, so you yeah, but, you just tell us. So so we wanted people who maybe had given up on you know traditional counseling or whatever they had gone after to to make their marriage better and it hadn't worked. We wanted to give them uh, a different path, and so we we did some research and we said, okay, well, who out there in the Mediterranean uh, and in all of the world who's having the best experience uh, with sexual intimacy? Because a part of this uh, book is sexual intimacy. It's about restoring passion and building passion and all that, but it can culminate in a better marriage in the bedroom, whether you can even have sexual intercourse. We know that some people... That isn't, the, for a lot of different reasons, isn't a possibility. But we can, still, we can still have romance, passion, and sexual intimacy even if sexual intercourse isn't possible. So who did we come up with that were, ex- that were experiencing the best sex lives ever? Jewish women. <laughs> so we go, what? Imagine that. It. Wait a minute. Yeah. Say that again because I'm not sure. Jewish, All right. Jewish women, uh, it's documented as a, a subgroup, um, have reported the best, overall, the best sexual satisfaction in marriage. And so... Okay, you heard it that's here, what folks. The recent, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the headline. And so why? So we look into it. And in the book, um, I, I, I reprinted um, a letter that's given by many rabbis to the new husband or the future husband about sexual intimacy and it says things that uh, it seems like he got it exactly reversed uh, if you look at it from our western cultural values it says things like a man must never withhold sex from his wife she has a right to this and and he must meet that need he must not travel too far away for too long unless he causes her uh, to be dissatisfied. and what, So all these great wow. things are in and there. And the rabbi wrote this. Uh, yeah. And, and then uh, when you see how this plays out, and of course this isn't in every Jewish home, but in many, uh, you know, when they are experiencing Sabbat or, or the Sabbath, a lot of times they'll have that Sabbath meal, uh, and then that evening everybody in the family knows. That's their time, their special time. And he treats her with honor, and then they go into the bedroom. Nobody bothers them. That's off limits, and they experience whatever it is that they uh, want to do in the bedroom, and, and it is satisfying, and it is fulfilling to her in a greater percentage than in other cultures with other practices. So that was one of those little uh wonderful discoveries that we made that was really surprising based on the research that we did. Boy, I'll say, I, I mean, that's just something you just, you just kind of want to, I'll, I'll borrow a biblical term, selah on that for a while, just kind of <laughs> meditate and, and chew on that. Right. Wow, go figure that God's word, uh, when you really uh, receive its counsel, has a lot to say about our, you know, our sexual intimacy in marriage and, yeah, who would have thought? So, you know, and I, I love, um, there was one comment I read about this book, um, you know, that the Mediterranean Love Plan reminds couples of the importance of enjoying life 
and encourages busy couples to slow down, savor their love, and play together, which kind of, for me, kind of dovetails off of what you just said because it's, it's all about, you talked about the Sabbath, right? Having the Sabbath meal, setting aside, being intentional about having that time, that sacred time mm-hmm. together. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, I love that because, you know, my husband and I, we kind of have this uh, unspoken agreement. He's, he's, the, he's the workhorse, right? So, like, he teaches me how to work. I teach him how to play. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we're constantly in that <laughs> negotiation. But talk a little bit more about that because I think a lot of couples okay. have that, that, that issue of balance. Well, um, let's, let's talk about balancing work and uh, raising kids and all of the things that we're supposed to do uh, that we're kind of forced into a routine many times. So let's talk about what we need to do to balance that. And this comes from uh, Spain, and the this, this culture in Spain is one of play. Um, they have the world's largest food fight. Most people are aware that on this very special day, they throw tomatoes at each other, a lot of tomatoes at each other. They're the ones that run with the bulls for whatever reason. They, they have dinner at midnight. When we were there, uh, they had won a great soccer victory. And, and people were standing. I mean, it's just like you'd see in a newsreel. People were standing up on top of statues, waving flags at 3 a.m. in the morning. And this is a culture of play. They know Mm. how to have fun. Now, Mm. so many people have left fun behind. They, They don't plan it. They don't have any way to experience it. My wife and I, one of the things that we do for fun, we love to dance. And a lot of men are uncomfortable dancing. Well go take a lesson, or both of you get some lessons. And in fact, the willingness uh, of you to go take a dance lesson says so much to your wife um, that, and of course some men, they're the dancer. But most of the time, you see, the, when we go to this wonderful ballroom where you, you can take a lesson for 10 bucks for an hour, and then you ballroom dance with uh, a big band the rest of the night. When you go there, and I think it's like this most places, uh, if you look around, you'll find that the best dancers typically are women. And yet, in the dance, who, who is called to mm-hmm. lead the dance? Mm-hmm. It's the man who isn't is as good, usually, as the woman. Kind of like... In the Christian world, we see that a man is called to lead. He's called to lead in the home, and yet he probably knows less about the home than the woman. Well, in dance, I think the reason the man is called to lead is if he wasn't, the woman would just, you know, she would just go off and leave him behind, and, mm. and uh, he wouldn't step up, and, and uh, it wouldn't be a very enjoyable experience. But he's challenged to rise to the occasion, to direct, to lead, just like in real life. But here's the thing. When you get this this concept of playfulness into your everyday life, you know, we just dance all the time. If the music's good in the mall, we'll we'll just start dancing. We look for opportunities to have fun and play, and dance is one of them. And uh, I'll just say this. The more... um, (laughs) The more 
you find things that neither of you are very good at uh, or competent in, the more it will drive you together. The extreme example is uh, it would be really scary to jump out of a plane, to go parachute out of, a, out of a plane. And if neither of you have done that and you're both scared to death to do it and you did it, you can just see that would bring you together. You'd be afraid together. You'd, you, you would bond over the fear of that. Now, I'm not suggesting that you have to go do that. But there are things that we can do that are uncomfortable together that we've never done. We can learn new skills together and, and learn ways to play together, and it will bring us together. But just the fact that both make the commitment, we're going to do something every week just for us. It's going to be fun. We don't have to be ashamed or uh, feel like, you know, we're, we're being mean, leaving the rest of the people behind. Just that alone improves the dynamics in the relationship that you've made yourselves a priority, not an afterthought. Right, right. And I love, I love what you said about being willing to be uncomfortable because I think in many ways that can be a barrier for men, but women too, you know, and doing something that's unfamiliar, right? Okay, I'm not a good dancer or I'm not a good hiker or whatever. Perfect, um, Perfect. It can be intimidating, right? Yeah. And we don't want to do things that intimidate us because we feel vulnerable. We feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to look like a fool or whatever. But, but being that willingness, like you said, okay, you know what, let's just, let's just have fun. Let's not... Let's not worry about being perfect. Um, you know, it's, it's in, right, in, in God's weakness. I'm sorry, in our weakness that God's strength is made perfect. And, you know, and just looking for that opportunity to have him show up in the middle of it. Yeah, I love and it. I, I just think that if you could say to each other, you know what, let, we're boring. <laughs> things aren't working. It's not going too well. Let's do some things and, and let's agree we're going to make them uncomfortable we're going to go and have some fun, and it's not the typical fun. It's not predictable fun. Let's let's do it. Let's find the things that we can do, and uh, it might not be jumping out of an airplane, but it might be going up in a hot air balloon or you know something like that. And and one of the keys that we tried to uh, instill in the book is we went to the Mediterranean. You don't have to. <laughs> you can you can experience all this stuff right at home, but you have to be willing to do some things in a different way than you've normally done them. Yes. I just read a quote just this morning that if you keep going down the same path, you're never going to learn anything new. Yeah. And I think well, that's exactly. Here, here's, yeah, here's a little quote. Usually I rip other people's quotes off. But, um, <laughs> you know, you, you hear this uh, saying, and, and I heard it at first from a, a wonderful woman who was uh, one of my speakers at Women of Faith when I was doing that, Barbara Johnson. I think she was the first mm-hmm. one I ever heard say, you're only... Uh, as sick as your secret, and, and I really believe that, mm. that, you know, we, we cover up and we hide and, and we protect. But here's my new saying, and um, it's, it's one day old. You're only going to get as well as your willingness. And mm. I think that the couple that's willing, the couple that just says, hey, come on, let's try some things. New, let's, let's work on willingness. Am I willing? Scale of 1 to 10. Let's get to 10 in willingness. I think there are a lot of things you never dreamed possible are going to happen in your relationship. And every one of these seven secrets, we list 13 different ways, 13 different ideas that you could do to implement each one of them into your life. 
So you could, you know, you've got a pretty nice uh, list there of 91 things uh, that you could do. And if you just said, let's do one a week, you can leave out a bunch of them and do one a week, and you'll come up with a different relationship at the end of that year. I love it. I love it. So, so we've talked about playfulness. So there's, there's, a, there's six more secrets. Um, mm-hmm, and, yeah. you know, uh, but before we get into them, I, because this might be a transcendent question to the other ones too, you talked about that willingness, right, to, mm-hmm. to move out of your comfort zone. So whether it's being playful or, or exercising one of these other secrets that you're talking about, what do you think it is that keeps people from being unwilling? Hmm. I think it's different um, for every person. And, you know, some people are raised kind of in a, uh, a fear-based home where they're taught that uh, the ultimate is to protect yourself and to not mm-hmm. get hurt. And, mm-hmm. and they really uh, don't have much of an example or model of appropriate risk-taking. And, and so I think that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is that uh, sometimes we do get hurt or we have a bad experience, and then we decide that that's reality for the rest of my life, and I must mm. avoid that at all yep. costs. Like, um, it's a little bit different, but, you know, if, you're, if you've been hurt in a relationship uh, and then you make this vow, I will never be hurt again. Right, uh, make an agreement. You're, yeah, you're going to be hurt. It's not going to be the same kind of hurt, but that's going to, that's going to hurt you because we, we live by these vows that we make, and that's not really responding to God. That's, that's being reactive to our past. But when, when we can say, okay, yeah, I, I've really kind of protected myself too much here, and maybe I've uh, brought that into the marriage, and maybe that's why we're kind of stuck. Maybe that's why we're not doing the things that bring joy and passion and romance into this, if I would be willing to get out of my comfort zone, maybe my spouse would, and maybe we would experience some things we've never experienced before. And if you can do that and you get this book, it'll change your relationship. I've never had such great responses over a book, and especially interviewers like you. I, um, I, was, I did this one interview, and, and the uh, host said, you know, when we saw the book, we thought, well, this must be about about food, and then we thought the title was cheesy, and then our producer read it and came in and said, oh my goodness, this this isn't what you think. We're going to do this show. So if you can get past the title, uh, the substance is there to take you to this wonderful place in a relationship called better. It will make it better, I promise you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and personally, I think the title is great because, you know, I think of the Mediterranean, I think, oh, I want to go there. And yeah, and you're right, not everybody can go there for whatever reason. But what you're talking about is, no, you don't need to, you know, book a ticket, you don't need to get your passport. These are concepts that you learned and gleaned that that you can do where you are, right in your house, your apartment, your, you know, right in your, uh, you know, your bedroom community or city or wherever you live. Um, These are things that work. So, all right. So playfulness. We we talked about that. I think it's so important. Um, What else? What what, what's another secret that you're willing to share with us? Well, um, you know, you your your show uh, has the name Isle in it, and. there, there is a wonderful island in, in Greece, 
It's called I Carry It. And the headline for those folks is that they forget to die. Their longevity, mm-hmm. it, they don't just live a long time, but they're sexually active into their 80s. They experience sexual fulfillment uh, very late in life. And there are some reasons for that. Uh, one is they, they really eat uh, healthy. They grow a lot of their own food there. Um, another thing that they do, they're very hard workers, but they start working when they get up. They don't have alarm clocks. You know? and, mm-hmm. and so they, will, they wake up naturally, they work hard, and they usually take a nap in the, mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. But here's a real key. Over here, we walk an average uh, less than 50 miles a year in the U.S., and they walk over uh, 240 miles a year on average. So they're very physically active. And so the secret here that we're talking about is the secret of health and longevity so that uh, this natural active life that you have overall, it moves right on into the bedroom. And like them, up into the 80s, you can have a sexually uh, fulfilling life uh, beyond really what, uh, what you probably thought was possible, but it involves health and it involves activity uh, to build that longevity. And it's, it's doing the things that you know are good to do, but often just think it's not that important. Uh, getting in that habit is the sooner the better. And when you and your spouse are doing things together, like my wife and I, we are on a little, uh, we started, we kind of consider September 1 the new year. Because kids go to school, summer's right. over. Reset. We think it's a great time. Yeah, it's a great time for that. And and so we say, okay, uh, September one. That's when our new uh, diet is is going to start. And it's not really a diet. It's just uh, more like the zone is kind of how we eat with more of a balanced diet and stuff. But we still love, and that's one of the secrets in the book, is the love of savoring food together, tell you, I'll talk about that in a minute, but we together are exercising, doing yoga, doing stuff together, staying physically fit, and we're eating in a way that, uh, you know, we'll be around to watch our kids as long as, do the things they're going to do as long as, as we can, and, and the kids pick up on it. Our kids do kids yoga, and, and they, um, it's amazing to me how they have picked up on healthy eating habits. I didn't even know about until later in life when it was too late. Like, <laughs> so oh, yeah, think, yeah. But they've because got it. So, so longevity and health, that's one of the secrets, and it comes from uh, the island of Icaria. Icaria. So, and one thing that really kind of jumped out to me in what you're saying is what you're really talking about is balance because, you know, they, so they wake up in the morning without an alarm clock, they work hard, they rest, okay, yeah, the whole idea of taking, you know, that siesta or whatever, you know, that, that nap or just having that time of rest, but then also uh, they're active, they're walking, they're eating healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, another guest that I had interviewed recently talked about um, in her cancer journey that she learned it's not just about not dying, it's about living life. And, you know, isn't that what Jesus said in John 10.10, 10, right, that the thief comes to steal, and kill and destroy, but I've come that you can have abundant life. And I think sometimes, you know, as Christians and in marriage or just as people, 
you know, we, we think the point is to avoid, avoid death, you know, and, and we settle mm-hmm. for existence when there's so much more. And, and, you know, also, I think that we believe that the Christian life uh, is a restricted life, and, and all we come in contact with often are the no's, the things to avoid, the, the things that can get us in trouble, and we really miss out on so much of life that can bring us uh, fulfillment. But what we're talking about in this book, it, it's two people growing closer together, more in love uh, in year 42 than 22, and, and I think if, if you are struggling in that area, in your relationship, I really believe that if you'll give this a try, you're, you're going to be astounded at how close the two of you can come in, in a very short length of time. Because to do it, you both have to be willing. You both have to say, okay, let's give it a try. And what I like about it is not having to commit to go into a counseling office and talk about all your problems. I think those things kind of come out and you talk about them as you're uh, going through and doing some of the things we suggest mm-hmm. to experience these, uh, these seven secrets. Right, right. Yes, I mean, so much of what you're talking about just involves doing it together, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so often when you've been married for a number of years, the tendency is, well, he has his thing, I have my thing, we're in our mm-hmm. groove. Um, but oh, it's so important. That to do things together, um, which seems to just be a theme in, in all of these, uh, these concepts that you brought back from the Mediterranean. Yeah. Well, I, I think it can really be a great benefit. And, like, one of the things in here that we talk about is savoring food together. And, yeah. and really, just the fact that you would say, okay, let's save some money, and once a month or so, let's go eat in a restaurant that has really good food and... And let's make an evening of it. And, you know, my wife and I, we will we'll try things. We'll uh, order some things. We'll go to places we normally wouldn't do. We'll talk about what it tastes like, the texture, things like that. And as we're doing that, we're experiencing something together uh, as two adults. And it, it hearkens us back to childhood memories of different tastes and, and different smells and things. And now let me tell you why that's important. Because when two people are talking about childhood things, memories, smells, all of that, it's two adults together looking back on a childhood. Okay, here's why that's important. So often in marriages, we end up in this dynamic where it's the kind of angry mother who's suspicious of everything he's doing and the bad little boy doing things behind mommy's back mm-hmm. and and so you end up with this this relationship dynamic of a child with a parent now most children don't want to be sexually intimate with an adult or someone playing that role and most parents don't want to have a sexually intimate time with a child so when we do things that hearken back or bring up memories of childhood, and we discuss that together, it's two adults establishing themselves as adults with each other because they're talking about children, the children that they were. It is astounding how miraculous, (laughs) what kind of impact 
that alone has on a relationship in getting out of this parent-child dynamic that kills sexual intimacy for so many people. Yeah, so really, so what I'm hearing in this is, at least what I'm kind of extrapolating is just the insight alone that you can get from talking to someone about their childhood and their, their perception, their take on the memories can be very revealing. And, oh, so that's why you think this way or that's why you react that way. Well, and how many times um, are we experiencing something with our spouse has absolutely nothing to do with us. Uh, the head on our shoulders isn't ours, it's our mother's, or it's, exactly. it's their father's, or, or whatever. And so when you start talking about those things from a perspective of memory, smell, sights, uh, foods that were eaten, you can really get some great insight. But if the two of you sit down and say, hey, let's talk about why you're such a strange person, and I'm, you know, nobody's going to open up under that. But this is a way to get there. Uh, and, and in a way that isn't threatening to either. But, oh, my goodness, the things that I have come to understand about my wife. And every time I learn one of these new things based on a, a new recalled memory, uh, I just have more compassion for her mm. uh, than ever before and realize, you know what, she, she is, this is about her and her father, not about me. And if I don't take it personally, then I can actually respond to her rather than react defensively, which uh, I can guarantee it never, ever goes well for me or, mm-hmm. or anybody else, really. Right, right. But, you know, this is such good stuff because really circling back to what you talked about from, from the beginning is this is all about building intimacy, right? And sexual intimacy yeah. is a part of that intimacy. But, but what you know, I'm sure you've heard this, you've been around, you know, the, if you break down the word intimacy, what is it? into me see right so it's being able to see into into our spouse into their hearts and that's that's what builds us up that's what draws us close so you know as we're as we're wrapping up i'm just thinking you know there's someone out there listening who's thinking okay whatever the opposite of mediterranean love is that's my life that's my marriage Mm -hmm. it's not a honeymoon it's more like okay i'm going to quote uh little big town song. They're one of my favorite country groups. It's like a cheap vacation when we thought we planned very well. Now we're checked out of the Lonely Love Hotel. What do you say to that person? Well, I tell them there are a lot of things that you can do, and, and what you've been doing obviously hasn't worked. So I would say the first thing is to work on your willingness. And when you are, are sincere in your willingness to do some new things, different things, then go to your spouse and say, I'm ready for us to experience something very, very different. You know, at New Life, uh, we, we have a lot of counselors. If you call our 800 number, there are many different folks that we can send you to. But there's something else that we do. We do an intensive where we bring uh, couples together for 48 hours, and, uh, and we just help them focus on the intimate aspects of marriage. And we've seen people literally, who've had restraining orders against each other, who couldn't stay uh, in the same room, we have seen those people uh, develop a romance and a relationship that most would say just simply would not have been possible. So if you want information on that, you can call our 800 number, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. You can get the book on Amazon, and it's in every different form, 
But I hope that if you're listening, you, you wouldn't think it was an accident, that God is really wanting something better for you and the relationship you have. And don't give up until you've tried some different things. And the Mediterranean Love Plan is a great plan that you can do, and I think you're going to be shocked at the results. Well, Dr. Steve Arterburn, thank you so much for being with us today. And I love, I love where we're landing, that it's all about hope. It's about being willing mm-hmm. to take a risk and, and willing to be healed and, and to see things happen in your marriage that you never thought were possible because yeah. of the hope and the restoration that only comes from the living God. So we're so grateful that you spent this time with us today. Uh, once again, that 800 number, 800 New Life, to, mm-hmm. to get more information, um, uh, check out his book. You can uh, check out his show on XM 131 every day. Um, what, or what, when does that air? It's at uh, at channel 131 at 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, 12 Central, 10 o'clock Pacific time, and uh, we're there every week. It's it's one of the few one-hour shows that are on Sirius XM 131. So love to have you come. You can call in. uh, It's a live show, live call in. I have some great therapists on there with me, and um, I look forward to being with you again one day, Nancy. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, and you are welcome back to the Isle of Misfits anytime. We would love Mm -hmm. to have you. Special thanks to Dr. Steve Arterburn for joining us today. And, of course, thank you for hanging out with us. And please, come visit me on the isleofmisfits.com. That's I-S-L-E of misfits.com for more great podcasts like these, blog posts, and who knows what else you'll find. Oh, yeah, and if you subscribe to the blog mailing list by the end of this month, you will be automatically entered into a random drawing for some very cool prizes, which I will send right to your door. And if you like something that you heard today or you thought, you know what, I think my yoga instructor would be all over that, by all means, share these podcasts with your friends. And until we meet again, don't forget to embrace your awkward and love your fellow misfits. 